When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the Steelers Preview Podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, along with Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield. And we're here to talk about some news. I want to ask you guys about the injury that Brian brought up in part one. Eric Ebron, hamstring, didn't practice Thursday. Dave, what do you think about Ebron, and what does this mean for the Steelers' offense this Sunday? Well, Jeff, I'm going to say that I really wish I would have had a little bit more time because it was an interesting question that I wanted to, to answer, and that was how often did Ebron get a day off during the week last year. And it wasn't always Wednesday. That's my only like saving grace to this right now is that perhaps this was just kind of his, they couldn't exactly, you can't give them a vet's day off if they have any kind of injury. You know, you have to then just, you have to report the injury if they're not practicing. Um, So I'm hoping maybe that's it. And we'll turn around and see him full tomorrow. But um, if not, I think you're going to see a practice squad call up for the week for the weekend. What about you, Brian? Are you concerned about this hamstring injury to Ebron? They had him out of practice Thursday. Absolutely, because he's a very important piece of the puzzle. I know everybody's down on him because of the seven drops last year. Uh, you know, the, and he had one in the preseason as well. But he makes those plays that make you forget about them as well. He's a very important part of the puzzle. And we are seeing something that we forecasted and we saw it in the first game with the number of targets and the number of different targets that Ben Roethlisberger was able to throw to last week. 
that becomes so integral to the success of this offense. If Ben's going to get time, he's going to kill you one way or the other. And Eric Ebron needs to be in there to be a huge weapon. You need to kill teams with Eric Ebron, and you really can do that. Now, you do have the benefit of having a guy like Pat Fryermuth in there that can do the can do the same type of things that Ebron does. But whoever, but when they're both out there, one's covered, the other's going to mess you up. Dave, you've talked about Ebron getting a day off, which I understand why the Steelers would just say, oh, hamstring. Like, he tweaked his hamstring, and then he comes back limited on Friday. The only saving grace I have, and I mentioned this in our podcast, the Injury Report podcast, is going into week one, it was Highsmith. Remember with the groin? He was – was he limited on Wednesday? Yeah, he went limited missed, off. Missed on and Thursday, back. and then full participant Friday, and then they even lifted his questionable tag on Saturday. So – that tells me that maybe there is an opportunity for Ebron to practice on Friday. And even if he's limited, he'll probably be labeled as questionable and it might be a game time decision. Friday is going to be a big day for sure. I want to ask you guys also about Witherspoon, Akella Witherspoon, who did not get a helmet. We assume if you're going to make a trade, like I just talked about trades with Joe Sherber, you're going to make a trade for a player. My gosh, give him a helmet on game day, right? I mean, he he's had a week. Dave, how do you see him using him, if at all? Well, he doesn't... I don't know that he goes above and beyond as a special teams guy. I think that was part of the reason why he was on the trading block in the first place, because if he wasn't going to be a starter, they felt like they needed more special teams stuff in Seattle. That, that was a rumor. I don't know for sure if it was true. Because, um, I mean, he has some special team snaps throughout his career. That might be part of it. It just, I mean, it's not like he was a Joe Hayden. You know what I'm saying? That you pick up late and you could throw in there. It's not like he's a Minka Fitzpatrick, a, a you know, a guy that that's that's a, a yeah. all pro player that you're throwing. It, it was a guy that 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 doesn't mean that he can't do a great job for the Steelers, but not everybody can do that the same way. So I would say if he's not ready to do what the Steelers want to do where it's not where communication and everything else is the key on this dominant defense. If he's not ready, then don't play him till he's ready. That's all I would say. What about you, Brian? What do you think about Witherspoon? We've seen this in the past with a few players last year. We saw it with a guy that came in on Halloween and that was Avery Williamson. We saw it, believe it or not, we saw it with, we saw it less with Joe Hayden, like Dave mentioned. He was the one who was able to come in and adjust quickly. But we've seen these adjustments with Vance McDonald, with Ryan Switzer. Uh, we're seeing it now, a little bit of a, an adjustment with Joe Schobert as well. So I can understand not give When I saw his name on the 53, but not getting a hat, on Sunday, I wasn't surprised at all. And the reason I wasn't surprised was just for a, a lot of what Dave said with the, the special teams thing, but also with just the fact that, gosh, he showed up on, uh, he showed up a, after the preseason game, after the last preseason game with not a lot of time to adapt and get in there. So I, you know, I'm thinking that uh, you'll probably start seeing him being mixed in more, but if you're looking for an immediate return from a guy like Akello Witherspoon, you're not going to get it. Dave, you have to add something? I, I want to ask you guys a question. Sure. If he's active this week, whose helmet does he take? Justin Lane. 
Is it Justin Lane? I mean, they had you no. Know, it's not Pierre. Pierre was no, going outside Pierre. when is it was... well, that's I mean, He played good... third. He played thirteen snaps, but Justin Lane. I didn't nine. think about Millette. That's not a bad one, Brian. Yeah. What do you think? I would say Justin Lane because Millette showed up and was there. And uh, did he do anything amazing? No, but he was around the ball. He was. Uh, Complete non-factor was Justin Lane to me. Did, did Lane have special team snaps, Dave? Do yes, he had, he had 15 special team snaps. Big and gunner. for those of okay. you paying attention or care about these things, like we said, take it with a great stuff. He was the second highest graded special teamer for the Steelers, <laughs> according to PFF. The first one by far was Miles Killebrew, but actually oh, yeah. he had Justin Lane graded ahead of, of UG3. Old Lustin. Lustin yeah. Jane. Miss that guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he had 15 <laughs> special team snaps. He won't return my DMs anymore. Um, anyways. <laughs> All right. Last question for you guys uh before we go into uh, some over under here. You all shocked that Carl Joseph's still on the practice squad? Brian, I'm gonna let, let you answer this one first. No. Um I thought he actually a little bit surprised, but then when I saw the effort and I saw what was brought out in that game with that game plan the other day, they've been game planning this uh, defensive backfield and the way they played the bills for a long time. Cause when I, you know, I, I use this phrase all the time. I talk about pieces of the puzzle and that was a complete unit the other day. And just like what I was just talking about uh, Mr. Witherspoon, it's the same thing with Carl Joseph. He's just, he just showed up and they've, these guys were a part of the game plan for a while and he needs time to get a spot and mix in. Yeah. Well, in our boy, Jerry Dulac, Jerry bear, he was the one that said that, uh, the Pittsburgh post Gazette, they were going to activate him right away. Clearly that didn't happen. That's there goes the Steelers insider at it again. Dave, what do you think about Carl Joseph? I'm going to ask a very similar question. Who get his, Whose who, spot on the 53 is he going to take? Hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I'm sorry. If, oh, wait, honestly, if you're going by PFF no, grades, I've uh, seen it. <laughs> <laughs> if I were going to pick someone to be completely honest, it would be Marcus Allen. But I'm not sure because I have to, I'm trying to think how they utilize, if they utilize Marcus Allen outside of special teams in week one, did Marcus they? Marcus Allen did not play on defense. They only The Steelers only played. Two inside linebackers, Schobert and Bush. That was it. And they have six on the team, dressed five, and it was Spillane that didn't, and only played two. That's who I would take. Yeah. I'd go Marcus Allen. I don't feel like he brings a lot to the team um, outside of special teams. I don't know if Carl Joseph is willing to do that. Nonetheless, Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I, I can agree with you on that. I think that's uh, the way this team is coming together. That's a guy that you can go ahead and bring in. Okay. And just so you know, Mar Marcus Allen had the second most special team snaps for the Steelers, tied with UG3 and, and Miles Killebrew. The only one who had more was Derek Watt, had one more. So he did play special teams, but yeah, didn't get on the field at all for, for the defense. All right. Okay, so that's it for the news. I did that a little different, waited till part two <laughs> to do that. Um, just to get right into the topic at hand. All right, let's do some over-under. Y'all ready? Yes. All right, Ben Roethlisberger touchdowns. The line is two and a half. Dave, over under. I'm thinking of my game score. 
and then working from there. Two okay. and a half. That's it. Uh, yeah. Under. Would you have a number in mind or less than two and a half? No, thanks, Dave. <laughs> okay, Brian. What about you? Two and a half. I'm going to go with three. Okay, over. So you're the over. I'm going to go with under at two, and that wouldn't be a bad day. I mean, I'm not. That's that's not like a damning statement or anything. All right, here's another one. This is very Najee centric now. Najee Harris rushing yards over under 75. What do you think, Dave? This is the week he goes over. Yeah, over 75 rushing yards. I think so. Okay. Brian Anthony Davis, do you agree or disagree? I'm going to see Dave's. This is the week he goes over for 75 or so. And I'm going to say this is the week his name's in lights. He's the rookie of the week this week. And he goes over 100 yards rushing. I'm going to go under at 70. I think he has a better game, but I think he goes under at 70. Okay, next, Najee Harris total yards, 105. So if you're having him a big day on the ground, then you think that clearly he would be over. But Dave, what do you say? 105, I think he goes over that. Okay. Because I think they'll connect more on the on some of those short passes. Okay, good. Brian Anthony Davis. I guarantee you that they were working on that in practice like crazy. <laughs> I guarantee you that that uh, there was a one-on-one with he and Ben working together. Uh, Mike Sullivan's in the mix there too, and they're having conversations. I'm going to say, yeah, he definitely over. I mean, I, I'm thinking he's going to take a pass for 40. I laugh just I, I'm gonna go over. I, I laugh because somewhere there's a Yinzer listening to this podcast or any podcast that mentions Mike Sullivan and doesn't realize that it's a quarterback's coach. And doesn't he coach a penguins area? I mean, that's probably what he is thinking. Like, well, oh, they got the penguins coach going over there. What's he doing? What's he doing? That bad <laughs> gag off. He knows nothing. <laughs> can't, can't I'll tell you what. Here. <laughs> can't even I mean, he just needs to game. have him shoot the puck <laughs> <laughs> shoot the puck on the power play coach okay anyways this is a unique one Najee Harris plays off so he played 100% of the snaps last week so I put a line out there for how many snaps he gets off so you have to think about total total numbers of plays the line is set at seven and a half plays off so I'm not predicting him to play 100% of the snaps in week two Dave over or under I thought of a number as you were asking the question, and that number happens to be under. I have him getting five plays off. Okay, Brian? I'm going to go with the over on that one. I, I think they're going to mix in a Kalen Balazs, and they're going to mix in some other guys. This is going to be a very different game plan this week. I'm going to go under. I think it's going to be like three. <laughs> Seriously, think about that. <laughs> Just so three. they can say Just he didn't play every snap. <laughs> so Mike Tomlin doesn't have to answer questions. That. They'll take him off for one play and then put him back out there. All right. Steelers sacks of Derek Carr, three and a half over under. Dave? Um, I'm going to go over on this one. I'm going to I'm going to go that it's at least four. Okay. And I would not be shocked if it's seven. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Brian, what do you think? Three and I'm a half. Go- I am going to say over, and I hope it's 17 because I would like to take his face and rub it into the Heinzfield <laughs> turf and have black and gold all over it. When you desecrate the immaculate reception and the memory of that great play. What happened? You, did I miss something? Yes, you did. Yes, what you if, did. I missed a, I what happened? Okay, go ahead and explain yourself. So David, uh, excuse me, Derek Carr was asked, about the rivalry and the history from his uh, brother David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was asked about the rivalry and the history of the Steelers and Raiders and he goes, "Yeah, that ball hit the ground." Oh, did he now? 
Yep. So wow. he's just made the list. I th I thought he was. <laughs> I, don't think, I didn't think the question was as much did the ball hit the ground as he wasn't allowed to touch it if Frenchie hit it first. Yes, but that makes it even worse. That Which is a dumb rule in the first place. The ball doesn't, like, the ball doesn't that hit the ground. That the you know it doesn't hit the ground. Yeah, th this guy is just, yeah. he's trolling. And I thought he was a smug wang when Antonio Brown went over, when Ben Roethlisberger never invited me to his house, and then he's inviting Antonio Brown the first day to his house, showing up, hey, Antonio, come on in. It's like, murder this guy on the football field oh football murder not not actual kill because that's bad we don't do that but just hurt this guy just in his brain make him make him shudder make him pee himself just a little bit jeez yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh i'm gonna help that <laughs> all right so let's go to the next one tj Watsacks, two and a half dave over under um push oh god okay <laughs> brian <laughs> <laughs> I can do it for sacks. I can you do can. it. Yes, you can. You I can. Because like that Go was ahead, actually the number I had in my head. So, honey, what do you want for dinner tonight? I don't push. care. Yeah, push. <laughs> Whatever push. I fix. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Two and a half for TJ. Uh, I'm going to say under. Okay. So I could see him getting one or one and a half, but um, he's not going to get double digits every single week. Double digits. Double digits. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. Double sack. I mean, uh, more than <laughs> one. Sack. Oh gosh, that's what I. Yeah, did. I got yeah, you. I knew what you meant. Man. Uh, I knew what touch, you meant. Touchdowns in. All right. Touchdown. <laughs> TJ Watt, double digit sacks. Not every, <laughs> every week. week. Not every week. But you can hey, count on it. <laughs> he is on pace for 34 sacks this season. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the under with two takeaways by the Steelers defense. The line is set at two even. Dave, what do you think? I'm actually going to go over. Okay, I Just like because it because I think I think they're going to need them. I think they're going to need them, and they're going to come up with them. All right, Brian. I think the Raiders can be sloppy if you force it, and I think the pass rush could help force some interceptions here. So I'm going to go ahead and say push, but I'm going to say I think they get right around two. If they, I wouldn't be surprised if they go over. I'm going to go under with one again for the second straight week. And the last one, Steelers turnovers turning. We're going to set the line at one and a half. Dave, one and a half. One and a half. Under. Yeah. I'm, I'm going. See, this is, this is the big thing because I think this is the key number for the Steelers to have success for the season. It's not about how many takeaways they get on defense. It's about not turning the ball over on offense. They need to keep their, their, turnovers down and you said it at one and a half correct i'm going to say under because i'm afraid if it's over we're all going to be pretty upset when it comes to the post game show today arab side brian <clears throat> i'm actually gonna say uh under as well if we're gonna go one and a half and because how many do they have last week zero i know yeah, they zero. almost they almost had a couple i mean pff yeah. thinks they had one yeah. <laughs> um, but you know that interception that that uh, isn't going to go on the football card but it's going to it's going to hurt his grade there yeah. um yeah i uh, i think that this team is a team that's been working on holding onto the ball and i uh, i could honestly say that i'm not going to say that they're going to get away with zero but it was nice to see them have the zero because wasn't that was the record still going on for them? I mean, the consecutive turnover streak wasn't that at like 22 
at the end of last season, if I'm not mistaken, because they didn't snap that. They kept on having turnovers, so that that uh, streak ended after like 22, 23 Wait straight a games. That's right. There was was that all the way up to the end of the regular season? Yeah, yeah. And Did you they, know that they had turnovers in the uh, in the uh, postseason, definitely. Well, but if we don't count the postseason, did they yeah, turn know, over in week seventeen? Did yeah, Mason Rudolph? They turned over. They had one interception at least in that Mason Rudolph game, Dave. They, oh my gosh! The, I can't the, believe the, we the didn't Steelers, report this. No, the Steelers had three, four games. They didn't have a turnover against the Colts. They didn't have a turnover against the Colts. They didn't have a turnover the against the Bengals. Did they didn't have a turnover against the Cowboys. They didn't have a turnover against. Oh, the they Browns. have a turnover against the Bengals. No, the first time they played the Bengals. Oh, really? Okay, then. Then uh, yeah. they had four games, have five games. The Texans actually <laughs> lost. Actually, ended that. That yeah, they had five games last year where they didn't turn it over. Okay, I thought they had a lot of. I, I thought yeah. there was a long streak as well, Brian. But okay, I get it. Okay. okay, so I'm going to go with under. I don't think they turn it over at all. I think they protect the ball at home. And that's it for the over-under game. Do we have trivia tonight, Dave? I do have some trivia. Brian, do. do you just so we know? What's that? Do you have trivia, Brian? <laughs> oh, no, I do not. Well, okay. I do have I do have one. It's uh, who is not going to be invited to my birthday party this year. Um, well, that was uh, me last year. So uh, That, that was know, the year right. before. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were invited, too. No, I wasn't. But that's, not that's, to come that's, to <laughs> My um, wife lied to you. So, <laughs> anyhow, yeah, it is. Who is Dave Schofield? Um, go ahead. <laughs> Dave. Okay. All right. Here's here's the big question. The question was, well, of course I know that both of you guys are both nerds of steel, so you've already checked out uh, the Steelers Stat Geek podcast, so you know some of these things that I'm going to yep. be discussing, and that is that that. I even brought it up on the post-game show, so I can't totally say that. Nineteen. This was the 19th game for the Steelers since 1978 when they've been tracking this. This is all according to Pro Football Reference, where the Steelers were underdogs by at least six and a half points, and they won the game. So that's happened 19 times, including the pl- playoffs. I, I, I even went and said how the last time was the Charlie Batch game in 2012 against the Ravens. The time before that was the divisional playoff game in Indianapolis in the 2005 season where they were um, underdogs by that much. My question is, so that's going to tell you we're turning back the clock a little bit. When's the last time the Steelers were this big of an underdog and won the game in week one? When was the last time they were a bigger underdog than what they were to the Bills and won the game in week one of the season? You have any idea of that one? And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Brian's just going to get ready to just spout it off. I actually know. Um, could I have a decade? Um, it's between uh, 2005. You know it's between 1978 and 2005. Let's go. 80, <laughs> let's go. 1987 against the 49ers. 1987 against the 49ers. 1987 against the 49ers is not on this list so they must not have been a, fa- a favor uh, an underdog by that much okay so but that's not a bad guess i will tell you it's it's since then okay i was a freshman in high school it was on the road 
Jeff oh, probably has nothing. For I got it. No, nah, I got it. No, no, I got nothing. And the team, I got and the, it. And the current team no longer plays. I, in you don't have city. to give me. I've got it. Yeah. Don't don't taint it because I've got it. Okay. Uh, this is a uh, Tony Defio and I. One of our favorite games. We've done this on the Retro Show, nineteen ninety two. Bill Cowher's first game against the Houston Oilers in the House of Pain. Yes, that's the twenty nine twenty four victory over the Oilers. Do you have any idea how much of an underdog they were in that game? What the spread was according to PFR. I think it was like 10 and a half. It's actually the the game that they that they have that they have won with the biggest spread against them. It was 12 and a half, according to PFR. And wow. what year is this? This was 1992. 92. That was a and that year. was that was back when they opened the season on Labor Day weekend. Yep. Mm. Yeah, because this was that that was it was the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. I can tell you where I was sitting. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> I was gonna say, how old was Sapphire? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go with some predictions now. I want to bring back something that we used to do, and I forgot about it last week, and that was a bold prediction. <sighs> Trying to predict something that was like a bold prediction. But we're just going to tie this in with our prediction. So we're going to go to every every individual on the show. What's your prediction? What's your score? How do you see it playing out? And then also, what's your bold prediction? All right, so let's go with Brian first. Brian, how do you see this game shaking out? I see the Steelers winning it. I see it a lot closer than a lot of people think. I am going to go with 27 to 23 in favor of the Steelers. And my bold prediction is Patty Fryermuth, two touchdowns. Mm, so what was your score again? I missed that. I'm going to go with 27 to 23. Okay, very nice. Dave, what's your prediction? My prediction is, at least how I feel now until the Steelers prove me otherwise, that the Steelers are better off in low-scoring affairs because they are a defense-first team. When, when If you're talking about scores pushing the 30s, that is what, where the Steelers are going to um, make their fan base a little bit more nervous as whether or not they can pull off games. So, therefore, I'm I'm picking the Steelers. I'm going in a much lower scoring affair. I am going, um, and I'm picking them to cover because I'm going at, with um, same point total as last week. I'm going 23 to 13. And my bold prediction is – the Steelers will have a turnover, but it's not going to burn them as much because at some point in this game, you're going to have turnovers on back-to-back drives, meaning one team's going to turn it over and the other team's going to turn it over right back. Okay. I see this as being a closer game as well. We talked about that at the opening of the show. I see the Steelers winning it. Shocker. Uh, 27 to 20. Um, and I think that it's a game where uh, I think Najee Harris gets his first touchdown. It's not running. I think he's going to do it receiving. Um, so he'll hit pay dirt for the first time. So 27 to 20 is the final score close to Brian. So we'll see who uh, prices right rules closest without going over. So we'll see um, how that goes. My bold prediction is that, uh, geez, 
Okay. I, I'm Jeff, gonna, while, while you're thinking of it, we didn't ahead, say Jeff. this before we made our picks, is we didn't say what the current line was. Well, it was five and, and a half. Did it change? It was five, it's actually it, uh, um, uh, the consensus, according to, to Odd Shark, has moved to six in favor of the Ooh. Steelers. I think it's because of the massive injury report for the for the Raiders that's got like 27 names on it. Um, yeah, and the over-under is 47, just so you know. Right. So I would have a push on the over-under with my score, 27-20. Yes. I think Big Press has himself a day. I think he <laughs> I, he has uh, three punts inside the ten. There you go. My bold prediction: three, because he's a, he's three inside the ten. One inside the five. Yep. There you, there go. you go. There you go. All right. Um, we're not doing final thoughts tonight. We're going to talk about Norm McDonald a little bit. Um, Norm McDonald passed away. Uh, I loved him as. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking I can't of say Burt Reynolds Burt Reynolds on Celebrity Jeopardy or Turd Ferguson as he had yeah. to be called when he wore his hat I mean but also loved him in Billy Madison like people forget that he was a, a character in Billy Madison just so funny uh real quick Brian favorite Norm Macdonald movie and or sketch on SNL actually I'm going to go a little crazy here on you and talk about the norm show that came out around 1999 2000 on uh on abc and it was norm it was uh the woman from roseanne uh who's on big bang theory my gosh why am i uh, metcalf a uh, laurie metcalf yes she sheldon's was in mom. it sheldon's mom and it was a wiener dog it was a dachshund <laughs> and norm mcdonald talking to a dachshund and the dachshund would and i have dachshunds i have a bunch of dachshunds in my house and they're funny animals but norm interacting with a dachshund with his with that really snide uh humor it, it was just golden i'm looking i'm gonna look for it on youtube but i'm a big fan of weekend update Mm -hmm. And Norm Macdonald on Weekend Update was one of my all-time favorites. And he was fired from Saturday Night Live because he would not lay off OJ. Because OJ was good friends with Dick Ebersaw. And that's one of the reasons that they got rid of him because he was not giving OJ a pass. Um, there were, He could be doing a completely different news story than he just throw in and OJ did it. I mean, I mean he, would just, he would just do stuff <laughs> with that. Just a funny guy. I was watching tonight before the show, and I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I was watching the Bob Saget celebrity roast, and his jokes were intentionally bad, and they were killing everybody on stage. The audience wasn't laughing, but Bob Saget, John Steam, all these guys on stage, all these comedians were laughing like crazy because it was all deadpan. It was a great a great delivery and they were just really absurd jokes but it was just complete norm and i love that kind of humor man here's one more thing about norm that i just think is amazing he's had cancer for about he had cancer for about 10 years yeah, and did not crazy. tell anybody the he did not want anybody to know in the media he didn't want anybody to treat him any differently he kept that completely quiet and that's just uh that to me is a man of integrity too. I I just uh he didn't want that to take over, he just wanted to be norm. And so God bless him, may he rest in peace. Gone at 61. Dave, favorite Norm McDonald movie slash sketch. Oh, you just say his name and I just start laughing. Some people did not like him doing the weekend update. I'm I'm glad Brian brought that up because that's what I was gonna bring up first. Yeah. I loved him 
for weekend update. It was just wasn't wasn't he the Germans love David Hasselhoff? I don't know if he kept yes. doing that one too. <laughs> Germans love David Hasselhoff. Um, but he he the, his delivery and everything, you, you have to love the the Jeopardy skit. But I, there was another one I watched recently. It was actually where he was on. Um, it was when it was late night when it was Conan. And he was on there, and it was the one girl. I can't even remember her name. She was like from Melrose Place or something like that. She was the guest. He had been on and was in earlier, and he kept chiming in because she was. They were talking about that she was coming in a movie coming out that had Carrot Top, and he just kept busting on it. He's like, "I know what it's called, box office poison." (laughs) (laughs) And then they kept going and said. Um, and they're, and they're like, oh, but it still doesn't have a name. And she said, and, and she said, like, no, it's something like chairman of the board or something like that. He's like, only if it's spelled B-O-R-E-D, you know, and they, they just were rolling because he couldn't, he couldn't not comment to, to, you know, kind of like with the OJ thing that he just had to, he just, and, and that dry delivery. Oh man, he would such a, su- such a funny guy, great in, in the movies, great in the skits and, uh, yeah, um, RIP there, Norm. It was it, it was sad to see you go. It's that one sketch, uh, Celebrity Jeopardy, which I could literally watch it over and over again and laugh out loud. Every when he, he he's obviously Burt Reynolds, and then he's turned Ferguson, and he says, "I'll take the condoms," which is condiments, <laughs> and then he goes, "I'll take ape tits." Ape tits. It's a fifteen days. Let's just do animal sounds. This is a sound. Dog makes. Who was even playing Sean Connery? Because he had some great one-liners. Daryl Hammond. Like your mother likes Moo. That's the sound your mother made last night, Trebek. (laughs) And when Trebek showed up on the show, it was How well we're rough. (laughs) I'll take condoms for 200. (laughs) Condiments. (laughs) This condiment is made from mustard seeds. Onions. <laughs> yeah. All right. So rest in peace, Norm McDonald. He was a really funny dude. So Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. All right. We'll see you next week for another Steelers preview. Have a good week, everyone. Oh, how it rips me, but makes me live for tomorrow. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.